Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Joining me, Crystal from Senior Care Connect. Welcome to the podcast, Crystal. Thank you, thank you. Always a pleasure, Redmond. Oh, I'm so happy to finally get you on. It's been, I we were talking about it pre-show. It's been about a three, four-year process before we even got to this moment. It's crazy how that works out. You yeah, know, life, life happens, but... Life happens, to get pandemic happened. I think pandemic's happened. <laughs> pandemics happen i think we were actually planning to do something before the pandemic and then the pandemic just kind of ruined you know, everything just, yeah i just that. shut the world down and yeah shut the world down so, pandemics ruin lives but now we're uh, here now we're here we are here that's all that matters we are doing another episode we're going to talk about you we're going to talk about senior care connect so Ooh. just let's just start off with you know you telling everybody about yourself. I know you're a big Soka fan. Ah, I am. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, tell us about yourself. Uh, so like I said, my name's Crystal. I'm born and raised in Toronto, Canada. Uh, proud Canadian. Um, like Redmond said, you know, I'm a big music fan. Love basketball, love food. Uh, I can get into a lot of different things in terms of uh, personally, but you know, I'm a kind, caring, passionate person. I just want to help people in any way I can. And I think that's what guided or drove me to the professional profession of social work. So, I mean, shifting from more personal to kind of more education profession, my background education and professionally uh, is a social worker. I've got my both my bachelor and master's in social work. Uh, I've been doing this for like almost 15 years now. My expertise primarily is within, I've done uh, you know a couple areas in social work, but my expertise is primarily within the healthcare system, kind of working with those who are aging or are unwell, worked in the community and the hospital system. So that's kind of me from a, a professional background. And you know, we'll get more into kind of how that ties in with like Senior Care Connect and where all of that came from. Um, family is super huge and important to me, one of the most important things to me. Um, part of my driving passion behind Senior Care Connect as well, and just kind of my own motivation to strive and be ambitious in life is, is very much centered around family. And I just feel like uh, in life, I mean, at the end of the day, what matters is really family and relationships. Like that's what really I feel truly gives, you know, life meaning and purpose. And I think, you know, most people feel that, you know, money comes and goes, possessions come and go, but those like genuine like friendships, uh, family relationships, those are what you know, really give, you know, life meaning, I feel. Right, right. It's almost like, I think it, every, it's so funny, though. Family is very important. And I, but it's now, I feel like every time I think of family, I hear family, I think it was a Fast and Furious. 
<laughs> I know because they, that's that's their family. But it, it helps because you know what that expands the whole definition of family because you know people have different you know family structures. Everyone doesn't have that you know right. typical family structure. Like you know my background is is I guess more of the generic or as you want to call it. My parents have a sister and that's our family. But a lot of people have different types of families. Um, or their family are very close friends, but at the end of the day, it's really about that love and trust relationship between those people. So, it, mm. you know, you can expand that definition of family. So that's always great. Yeah, I think it's right. I'm really trying to, I'm, I'm, I've become more a family person recently. I shouldn't say recently. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Before you're like, yeah, no. okay, no. you know, I used to, <laughs> I, used to, I don't know. I, I used to like be very, you know, I, it's it's strange because I'm an intro I'm an extroverted person as you yes you know. yes I definitely um, know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an but it's good. Person. You know I like to go out I like to be social and I like to to you know be out and about and meet great people. But like it's been weird because with family I tend to be very introverted. You know what I mean? Like yeah, it was I don't know what it is and then I started hanging out with family more pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, always had a great time and was having a lot of fun doing that. And then now I'm very extroverted, so I can definitely see how, you know, family is very important. You know, they're the first people that you interact with before you develop friendships. They teach you how to develop friendships and, and things mm-hmm. like that. Really shape a part of who you are. So, uh, so you're born and raised in Toronto. Yeah, right? that's me. Family born in Toronto or family? Uh, something. Like me and my sister are both uh, Canadian, so we were born here. My parents uh, are of Caribbean descent, and then they both immigrated to Toronto when they were fairly young, when they were young adults. So they've been in Canada a really like, long time. They've been in Canada longer than they were in their country of origin. They came here, uh, built a, a pretty good life for me and my sister, and uh, are part of a large a large part of why you know I am where I am today and why the, you know my family is such a motivation for a lot of the things that I strive for so is it just uh you and your sister the only siblings you have or you have it is no boys no brothers no <laughs> uh, just two girls yeah my sisters would have loved if they had no brothers oh, really <laughs> I was the oldest because I was like I was in charge, and they didn't like that. They used to be like, they used to be rebellious against my order, you know. Okay, well, that, well, that, 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 that's so, a problem right there. Older siblings thinking yeah. they have some. <laughs> my, well, my, my, um, my, my youngest sister, we were pretty good, but like the middle one, man, we fought all the time. We fought all the time. You know, we could never get along. To this day, we're fighting over something ridiculous. You know, <laughs> that's how it is, though, right? It's the smallest things. Yeah, it's 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 uh it's that's I don't know why we fought all the time, but it's funny because everything I remember about her is like just fighting. So social work is where you where you got your uh, thing. So what what before we get into Senior Care Connect, which is your your business, what is it that um, I know you talked about family was very is very important, and I don't know if that was a guiding factor in you choosing to do social work but what was it initially that got you into being like okay social work is the path for my career that I want to go towards uh yeah it's interesting because like you know you're in high school and then you reach like when you're like 17 or wherever and then you have to all of a sudden make a decision about what you're going to do with the rest of your life which (laughs) when you're a kid 
Um, and I always kind of got good grades and I had like options, but I, I was having trouble narrowing down what I wanted to do. But I just found that I was always kind of a person who was able to communicate well with people. I was able to get along with people. I felt I was kind of a, a compassionate, understanding person and in relation to people. And then after doing some research, I kind of felt like that was uh, a good pathway and social work kind of connected with that. So from very young, since I was a teenager, like I decided to kind of get into that profession. And I've just stuck with it. Like a lot of people, like they're going into university and they're like, I don't want to know what to do with my life. And they just pick something. They switch majors six times. And <laughs> fortunately, that wasn't my class. I picked something and I knew that kind of was the direction I wanted to go in. And I've stuck it out. And I, you know, I've been doing it ever since. So you already knew, like there was no, like there wasn't anything else that you're like, maybe like you didn't have to try to figure out. You know, how a lot of people young, they um... go through. They yeah. Usually, like even I went through. I I think I want to do this. No, I want to do this. No, I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Like you didn't go through any process. Like, okay, maybe I think, I'll do this. No, I think social work was it. I think you know my views of social work and how I want to execute social work and my passion were have shifted over the years. Like it doesn't have to be boxed in exactly how it is, and that's kind of apparent even through me kind of shifting to mm -hmm. just like kind of you know, entrepreneurship or business and realizing that like business and social work don't have to be this dichotomy of, of opposing sides where right. can you develop something um, to build your life on and support yourself and be lucrative, right. but also the most important piece is can you do something that's beneficial and helpful to other people? Right. So I think right. my views of how it needs to be executed have evolved, but at the core of me like I'm a social worker and regardless of kind of how I execute that in the future it may look different than traditionally as I grow right. but I think that's always at the core I never went back and was like hey I should have been a, a nurse or a yeah. teacher or, like I don't have like those types of thoughts <laughs> okay that's good so no regrets that you that you nope, decided to go with social work and, and stick I with live it. my life with no regrets my friend that's good that's good now they, are they can you know as a person who doesn't know a lot about social work can you yeah. specialize in a particular area in social work? And do I know you work in the yeah. healthcare sector. That's the beautiful part about social work and that I loved. And is social worker is one of those degrees where you can get one degree and you that one degree can open you up to so many things. Like you could work in a high school setting. You could work in, you know, social services office, which is um, like social assistance. I think American, you guys would call it welfare, I think. Um, you could mm -hmm. work in a hospital. You can work with the homeless uh, population, you can work mm. in housing, you can work with uh, immigrants and refugees, like wow. you can work with, uh, you know, domestic violence sector, family violence, children's services. Like it's, it's so broad, like there's very few degrees that I know of that you could have that degree and get into such a variety of different types of settings and populations. Um, right. That's something that I think is awesome, especially if you're choosing it when you're young and you're trying to figure out kind of which stream to go in. I ended up going right. more so in the healthcare realm, but like there's a variety right. of directions that people could go in with social work because everybody needs, you know, help in some respect of their life. Absolutely. I, I know when, um, so for me personally, when my grandmother got sick um, and it, it was becoming a thing where the, the illness was terminal. Um, there was a social worker that worked with us, I guess, so to speak, to kind of, I don't know, um, 
provide guidance or, or yeah, coordinate or, things and coordinate, like what are your, what are your options and, set up care and that type of thing. yeah set up care and how do you want to go about doing that and things like that and you know and and i i, I think it was a bit helpful i think it was um i think the hospital staff was very good you know and, and things like that and i think it's important to have someone that you can just kind of talk to that's a professional that can help you with that area of what you're going through in your life because that was a big thing for me like of course you know, my grandmother was very important to me you know she was one of the most important people in my life and so that was like a rough a rough patch you know but it's interesting because i never thought until i met you and then when i went through that experience i didn't even know hospitals had social workers yeah they're they're a huge piece in uh coordinating stuff like for the family because yeah. once the doctor kind of has done their thing they're just kind of like okay well i'm done and they just kind of have the social worker help sort you out yeah so as a social worker working in the health field do you get assigned so many um you know clients or people and is there like a like a triage um i think uh, that's the proper word i'm looking for <laughs> like is yeah there, true. I, I, hope, I hope is it like a triage like do you like like is it you know i guess what i'm asking is there like a consultation period where it's like okay let's meet with this person and see if you can help with their needs or what they're looking for based on what's going on or are you just usually assigned different people to to uh talk to uh it's usually like like based on need like i could say uh in the context of senior care connect that's more families kind of having the concern and knowing they need and help and kind of coming to us for that um, I've obviously worked in other types of settings that led up to me doing Senior Care Connect. So I've also done uh, a lot of work, like even working inside of a hospital and in an inpatient mm-hmm. setting where people are, are needing support and having to coordinate what happens once you leave the hospital. So that process usually uh, ends up happening through referrals. So a family uh, recognizes a need or they're in hospital and they need to leave, but obviously their family member needs care. Um, right. Typically the doctor would, would make a referral to a social worker or um, either one of the nurses or even the family might request it because they need help trying to figuring out like they know their family member is sick and they know they need help but they most times aren't really sure what to do where to go where you get the help most people I meet uh, just don't really know how our healthcare system works right, um, right. and people typically don't start looking into it till they're already in crisis which is not super ideal right. um, so that's kind of how that process works um, I'm finding now uh, a lot more because the, the the demographics of our population are shifting and there are a lot mm-hmm. of more people Tomorrow. who are, are getting up there in the age or who are not as well um so we have a larger population of typically their children or family members who are younger trying to figure out and coordinate so that's when they on their own uh, are reaching out for services and, and making phone calls doing research to find out hey who can help me figure out what to do to help my loved one and that's kind of where a social worker come to place that's where senior care connect can come in place because we do consultation services as well just to give people those directions because people don't know what's out there they don't know what their options are they don't yeah. know what the government offers they don't know what the government does not offer so right right it's just when you're in a situation you're a little bit lost sometimes because you don't know what you don't know yeah so just on that note tell us a bit more about senior care connect you know how did it start and and how long did it take to develop um the concept um to be able to help people who are looking for caregiver providers 
Uh, wow, I'm trying to make a, a concise portion. You don't have means... to. It can be a long version. No. I mean, sure, long, uh, long story short, I mean, Senior Care Connect, uh, what we are right now, we are a web platform that connects family members who are looking to find and hire freelance private caregivers, uh, and they can connect with them directly through our platform. So think of it almost as uh, a location where caregivers and families can meet each other. So they can come to our website as a family member. Uh, you can scroll through profiles of caregivers. It has their picture, it has their rate of pay, it has a description about what their skill sets are and their experience, some personal information about them so you can connect with them. Um, and you can scroll through the options and if there's someone who's of interest or a few people who are of interest, uh, you simply can just click a button um, and contact them directly and then coordinate from there. Uh, and then on the other end, we're also giving uh, caregivers actually a marketing platform. Um, so we pre-screen all the caregivers so family members have peace of mind. So you can come to our website, all the caregivers have been pre-screened, provided police checks or providing their credentials. Uh, and by hiring the caregivers directly, uh, family members typically could save even up to like 40% of the cost versus if they go through a traditional home care agency because you're just hiring the person directly. So a lot of those markup fees that come through the agency are, are basically mm. eliminated. Mm. So it makes it much easier for the caregiver and the people looking for a caregiver. Pretty much. Cause he, I, I found just like you have two sets of people, the caregivers and the family members are trying to find each other, but you know, having an outlet to make that easier for them to come together it's essentially what we're, we're trying to get. Uh, so that's that's our offering right now. Uh, as far as the origins of Senior Care Connect, uh, conceptually in my head, it was it was something that I wanted to do a very, very long time ago, like many years ago. So you, you probably know Redmond where you have an idea um, and it's formulating in your head and sometimes years before you actually make it concrete and start it start executing on it. So oh yeah, I have many ideas <laughs> that, are, that are like they're in there. <laughs> and then finally yeah, you just I gotta get going. Uh, so I mean the company Senior Care Connect we originally started out uh, on the, actually in 2014 and we primarily wow. were uh, a consulting company, an education company. So basically what that was is uh, families who were looking for guidance and direction uh, could hire us to do consultation services for them to help uh, navigate the healthcare system and find what care options are available. Uh, and then the education piece was, uh, we would do different public presentations in different settings, so community centers, retirement homes, and so forth. They would hire us on to do educational um, presentations uh, around various topics related to navigating the healthcare system. And that's originally kind of how it started. Uh, and over the years, I've always known that I wanted to incorporate uh, a technology piece because the, the whole system is very fragmented and we're looking for ways to make it easier and more centralized for private uh, healthcare services. So this is the first offering of ours that's including that technology portion, which is uh, the web platform that connects families with pre-screened private caregivers. All caregivers are pre-screened. And like I said, they can save up to 40% on the cost of care by hiring them directly versus going through an agency. And that's where we are right now. That's good. I'm very happy. Wow, 2014. Wow, that's that's so. It's been going for a long time, and and it's still, it's still evolving. I guess. I imagine that you're still, or is it like exactly where you want it to be? I don't think everything, anything will ever be exactly where you want it to be. So Senior right. Care Connect, there, there's a larger vision of what we have in mind 
to simplify the process of finding care for families. Like I've worked with hundreds, probably thousands of families over the, over the years. Um, and it, it's, it's challenging to see how distraught all these families are, how stressed they are, how overwhelmed they are, and trying to figure out, okay, where do I look for care? What are the options? How did this work? Um, and I work in the healthcare system so I can explain it. But even then, like when I'm in the system, it's so fragmented and I have to pull it together. It takes me shorter just because I'm familiar with it. So someone who doesn't know having to put all those pieces together can be very, very challenging. So we have a bigger vision of how we can continue to simplify that process in a centralized place. This is just one piece of it, which is kind of connecting with the caregivers because uh, we found through speaking with people, that's a big piece, wanting to stay at home and wanting to find good quality but affordable care. So this is what we're starting with. But you'll see over the years as this evolves, we'll be adding on additional pieces. So when someone needs any type of support, anything related to senior care, elder care, the first thing that's gonna to come to mind is Senior Care Connect. I'm gonna go there, that's the portal that's gonna get me the information and allow me to navigate and find you know, any type of care option that I may be looking for. Wow, that's, that's incredible, that's amazing. So um, I have a question based on something you said earlier, which is, um, you said most people don't start looking for a caregiver until they're like in a need, like in yeah. a crisis. Yeah. Um, when would you say is the best time for people to look for a caregiver if it's something they find they will need for their family? I think it's always, I mean, obviously you're not going to necessarily hire a caregiver if you're completely independent. So, I mean, mm-hmm. Redvin, you're at home. I'm sure you do your cooking, your cleaning, your bathing, your, your laundry. Unfortunately, you... well, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. But, I mean, we have the, we have the you know, all jokes aside, we have the luxury and the benefit that functionally we're physically still able to do a lot of those things, although Absolutely. they're not pleasant tasks. <laughs> Absolutely. That's um, very true. Um, but it gets to the point where all of us are probably going to need a little bit of help with those things. But I think what's important is start looking into planning for your care when you're older. So yes, I, Crystal, don't need a caregiver right now, but what types of plans can I put in place? Do I need to plan my finances a certain way, knowing that at some point that's the type of help that I need? I think here in Canada, the mentality is is different than in the States. You're from the States, so you may know where the healthcare systems are obviously very different. And there's this mentality here in Canada that our healthcare is free. And that when I get old, I'll just go into a, you know, a nursing home or they'll just take care of me. Um, so a lot of people don't necessarily plan accordingly in terms of, let's say, personal finance, thinking they'll have right. to pay for certain things until they're in crisis and they realize, hey, there's a lot of limitations to what can be available through the government trying to take care of myself when I need. Right. And now they're in crisis or in their hospital bed and now they're just getting this information. It's not ideal. So no, you don't have to find a caregiver when you're completely independent, but you should start thinking ahead in regards to how do I plan for later on? So if I'm in a three-story house right now and this is my forever home, do I need to start thinking ahead of, you know, am I going to move in with one of my children? Is that an option? Uh, when Do I need to downsize maybe to a condo? Um, do I have finances set aside uh, in my retirement planning? That's not just for my basic living expenses, but also for the type of care I need. Um, mm-hmm. Is there types of insurance that I may need in case I get sick that I should be paying into now as a younger person so I have that for later on? So you, you want to start looking into these things much earlier on, looking into things like uh, what we call here in the province power of attorneys. So if something right. happens to me and I'm not able to make decisions for myself, have I put documents in place? 
right. where I'd assign that uh, responsibility to someone I trust. So these are things that you don't want to wait to do when you're in crisis because you're already sick, you're unwell, your family member's sick as well, and you're just not in the best mindset to start doing these types of things at that time. Hmm, that's, that's very interesting because I don't know why I thought when you were saying, when I asked you how long in advance should you look for a caregiver, I was thinking six months, a year. But I think it's interesting because I feel like when it comes to thinking about the future, it's always financial people telling you you need to think about retirement, which is fair. You know what I mean? But I don't, I've never had anybody thinking, hey, you should think about your future when you can't take care of yourself anymore. A hundred percent. And I think that's a very important piece. Maybe there should be something provided, you know, if there's a course or something, like all of the things you should be thinking about for your future, you know, uh, financially, as far as retirement, caregiver, the power of attorney thing that you discussed. All of those things, because I don't feel like, at least when I'm learning about them, they're not at the same time. But, you know, but the thing I hear about the most is like, safer retirement, safer retirement, safer retirement, which, like I said before, it's fair and it is important. But like, yeah, I never thought about um, when, when, what do I do when I can't take care of myself? Uh, pretty know, much. It's all going to happen. Like, it's, it's, it's a place that we're all going to be in. It's going to be varying degrees, obviously, like, um, it's not doom and gloom. A lot of people can manage at home, but everyone to right. some degree will need some degree of help at some point. And right. it's something that right. I think, like I've seen too many disastrous cases where, you know, if they had this information before, and that's why as part of Senior Connect, we go out, we do those presentations. I've given many presentations on the power of attorneys and like why it matters to make them and what it entails in them. I've made many presentations about like hey, these are the things that the government offers. But guess what? These are things they don't offer. And because they don't offer these things, these are the things you need to think about because all of it's not going to be covered by our healthcare. And that's that's a strong component, our component of Senior Care Connect and something that I personally enjoy doing. It's going out and doing these presentations. Obviously, COVID kind of thwarted yeah, being able to do some of that. No um, but looking into, you know, doing you know more webinars we just started recently if you go on the senior care connect youtube page uh, we started putting out little snippet videos of like you know two three four minute videos where we're breaking down some of these questions so if you want to go over there we have a couple videos posted uh, or you can send in questions to us and we'll do a video answering that particular question mm-hmm. just to prepare mm-hmm. people uh, and we'd look to put together webinars where you know we can get that information. Maybe like Redmond, I'll reach out to you in terms of you know maybe we could do a collaboration or something where you said, hey, can I have a presentation where people can give me this information? Because um, yeah. I'm just really passionate about people getting the information before they actually need it, so they can prepare and at least be knowledgeable. It's really about like yeah. just having realistic expectations and, and making sure yeah. you're okay. I, and I think there's there's definitely you know. I feel like for myself, that would be very beneficial. I mean, I feel like there's some, as you know, I'm an American that moved to Canada. Yes. And moving to Canada, there were so many things that I did not know that I probably should have known, but nobody told me. I had nobody to tell me and that, that information wasn't, it wasn't actually accessible. Honestly, one of the most simplest things was voting, you know, because voting in America and voting in Canada Man, it's day and night. It's completely <laughs> different. I went from like voting for like everybody, right? For you vote for president, you mm-hmm. vote for uh, 
but then you'll vote for some judges, you'll vote yeah. for some proposals, you'll vote for a bunch of stuff. You know what I mean? And then I moved to Canada and I voted. I, I can't remember the first election I voted in. I think it was for the premier. Provincial provincial election. The, yeah. I didn't I didn't vote for the um uh the prime minister. I didn't vote in that one because I was like so confused. I was like, what? I didn't, <laughs> well, this I is like, problematic for our country if people are confused. Anyways, that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> I was confused because I just didn't know what the process was. I didn't understand. And then I did vote. Right, and nobody told me that. Like, no, you don't actually vote for, vote the, for the person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you vote for somebody right. you never even heard of. Well, you should. They should you, be canvassing in your area so you know their name. You see the signs there, but like, yeah, I know what you're saying. <laughs> I had no idea. I was like, where? What? Is <laughs> the person who's running for? Like, who are the people on this sheet? I don't know. Who are these, are these people? Who are, I don't know who, I've never seen no names, I ain't seen no commercials, and I'm like, I'm supposed to vote, and then I was like, there's only one person, like, I was so confused, I was like, but then, now you're already happening? in the booth, and you're like, well, what do I do no. now, I'm in the booth, well, I, no, I was so confused, I was like, I don't know who to vote for, I thought I was voting for this person, mind you, honestly, I didn't know about who was running for the premier office, so, um, but I did see commercials and this for in this party, and I'm like, yeah, you actually vote for your MP, and then and then I was confused because I was like, well, what if the person, uh, how did I? What if you like your MP? Yeah. And don't like the don't person like the person in your, your yeah. Who's running for it? I was like, how do you like? That's got to be a dilemma, right? Like yeah. I had so many questions. I was like, what am I? What is happening here? There's so, lots um, of areas to to teach people and similar yeah, i mean di different contexts but like similar idea of like you know can i get you this information in terms of planning for your care or your loved one's care yeah ahead of ahead of time exactly ahead i think it's i don't know if it's something they offer like if that's information like voting how voting process works if they offer like new immigrants but like i think it's important to have things that you're talking about not just you know for senior care connect which is important but all of those other things that people may not necessarily understand taxes how taxes work how it's broken down things that are just like very just like you don't need to know the deep deep knowledge of these things you know that's why there's professionals who who know how to handle those things but if you have a basic understanding then it you can you can make decisions better and you can plan for your future that's it, that's what it's that's the, the the big thing it's like how like at senior care connect our big thing is really just wanting to work towards everyone having the best quality of life as they age and mm. I feel for a lot of people if we can plan ahead or if we have the information or you have an easily easy accessible way to find get the care you need I think it can mm -hmm. contribute to a better quality of life obviously there's things in life that happen that are out of control um, you know a cancer diagnosis you know, strokes or right. you right. know a fall or different things or just you know natural aging and you know right. difficulties that happen a dementia diagnosis those things, you know, maybe we can't solve, maybe we can't go back in time to make them not happen, but can we plan ahead for the case that if that does happen, you know, what are our options to, to plan for care? So there's always things you can't plan for, but if I can plan for the things that I can anticipate, then it's less stress because now yeah. I'm just dealing with, you know, a smaller portion Absolutely. of the unknowns at that point. Well, I think it's also less stress on the people like your family who will probably be responsible for ensuring that these things are executed yeah. you know it's, it's less rest on them 
you know, to to be able to execute those things because they had, there's an there's some semblance of a plan. It was thought out. Okay, then you just have to follow through with these things. Maybe there's a little bit more research or things you need to know as the person looking for the caregiver, as the family member, whether you're a son or daughter or whatever that relationship may be, yeah. a sister, brother. It's but usually yeah, the adult children. Easy. Uh, I mean, different family dynamics work, but I feel like in terms of who, you know, Senior Care Connect often works with are the people who would come searching for the caregivers or those who come searching to ask us questions. Um, it's typically the adult children uh, who are, like, they're working professionals, like our target demographic who use our services, even though we offer services for seniors and elder care. Uh, our, our primary target of who we work with directly is typically kind of you know, like the show says, like young working professionals, right? They mm -hmm. might be, you know, quote unquote young. I mean, they typically are in, you know, they're 30 something to up to maybe 50 something year olds. They're, you know, working professionals. Uh, they have limited time. Also, they have their own families they're dealing with. Uh, they're also dealing with aging parents. So they're, yeah. you know, often kind of stuck in the middle or it's something called the sandwich generation where you have your own family you're taking care of, but you also have aging parents, but you also have limited time constraints because you're also working and you're a professional and it's like how do i yeah. figure all of this out and put yeah. it all together yeah. and that's who we target and that's who we want to work with and we want to help those people in those situations relieve stress and that like that's our big thing reducing stress saving time and money for families and that's you know that's our mission through senior care mm. connect and what we want to offer reduce stress save time save money finding that's care amazing. for reaching loved one that's amazing i think that's an incredible resource for people to have um, so senior care, let's, let's go back a little bit. Senior care connect. You finally mm -hmm. launch, right? Mm -hmm. it, it's, you, you finally execute that thing that was in your brain for forever. Yeah. What does that feel like? How do you remember what it was like to actually have something um, physical that was, it, that people could like, you could, you could kind of touch it. Yeah. You know, actually manifest it. It feels, yeah, I do. You remember early on, and maybe you had the similar feeling as well with uh, Young Pro Socks, where it's like that first, even before you start getting the customers, when it starts out and you just have, you know, I had a logo design. Like, wow, you get a logo, you feel like a real company. <laughs> yeah. And then, I don't know what it is. You, you haven't really fully launched, but you got a logo, so you feel, you know, oh, wow. <laughs> You feel like you're doing something. <laughs> you have arrived. Um, but yeah. you get the logo, you know, you got brochures, you got the website up. You have something, like you said, that's tangible. And that you're putting out there um but that real great feeling is like when you put it out there there's two great feelings one is when you go out there when i initially started like i said you're primarily at that point just doing kind of consultation and education pieces for families um when you see the impact it has on people and how grateful they are for the information and the impact that it can have knowing how it's going to help them and then secondly when that first paycheck comes in where someone is, <laughs> it, 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 to be honest, it validates what you're doing. It's like, hey, people are willing right. to, to pay for your knowledge base, for your expertise. Right. And it's right. not just, you're, you're adding value to them, right? They're paying you because they're giving, they're giving you value on something that's really going to make an impact on their life and mm -hmm. their loved one's life. So seeing that kind of evolve makes you really, really great. It validates kind of what you're doing. And more recently, like I said, we primarily were uh, a more kind of consultation company but we kind of shifted to, you know, keep up with the times of technology. So with right. the, the web platform and that launching more recently, then it's exciting when you see family members who go on, they're contacting caregivers and mm -hmm. caregivers. For them, you know, they're getting the opportunity 
to pick up business for them because obviously uh, right. our focus a lot often is for the family member and helping right. them. Uh, but we're also, you know, on the other end, helping caregivers. Uh, if you watch the news a lot, uh, caregivers are what they call personal support workers or PSWs or what they call it. Um, they get really strained uh, and stressed, heavy workloads on them. And a lot of them that we talk to, they would like to have a lot more freedom and flexibility in their employment. How it works now when they're with an agency or working somewhere, they go there, they don't have choice of who they're working with, you're just told where to go. Our platform allows an ability to work for themselves. They can pick and choose kind of their own schedules, their rate of pay and who they work with. So we're, we're looking to help people on both ends. So it's quality of life for the family members who are getting the care, but it also impacts the quality of life of the caregivers as well by having to uh, a little more choice, flexibility and freedom in their work-life balance. And I think that's important moving forward for their profession so we can keep people going into this impression because it's, it's so important to, to make sure we continue to have, for example, personal support workers and other caregivers because yeah. we all need it. Like Whatever they want, yeah. we should give it yeah. to them. They're so important. So Senior Care Connect is not just about connecting caregivers with, with families and families with caregivers, but it's also about helping both sides um, be successful. As you said, caregivers, they get more flexibility. Um, people who are um, looking for caregivers, they find an easy, an easier way to, mm-hmm. to connect and consult with them. So like, it's really like you're bridging a gap that there yeah. seems to be between, between both sides and, and you providing help and information to both sides, which is an amazing thing. Usually a lot of platforms will focus on one side specifically, but yeah. your platform is really about, it's about not just about the caregivers, it's about the support, uh, excuse me, about the the families and stuff and and ensuring that they're both happy with the results they get from working with each other you like to create a win-win situations for for everybody involved and again Mm -hmm. it comes down to what we're trying to do and the main thing is you know as we age how do we ensure that we can all have the best quality of life possible obviously in, in our circumstances and like i said reduce stress save time save money absolutely so when you um i have a question regarding when you were creating the platform and sometimes you know you mm-hmm. you're asking people for help maybe and things like that did you get any people that were like no you know what i mean like if you pitched the idea to people and they were like <laughs> no i don't i don't know like how did you deal with getting those no's i know for myself because we talked about you know my podcast when i first launched the hardest thing was telling somebody this concept that you were interested to have on talk about what they do and they were like no man i never heard of you no nah, i don't know what you, hard yeah. pass <laughs> yeah hard, hard i got a hard pass hard pass you know so which is much easier now to get people on because there's content you can go listen to it, it, it goes, yeah you know so now, first so like, yeah so like what senior care connect did you have any of that where it was like uh, yeah, it definitely is like when you're starting out, right? It's like, it's literally like, yeah, I've never heard of you. Um, and that can always be a challenge. I think what's important when you're going to push something and you would know this as well, that if you're really passionate about something, despite the rejection, you'll keep going. Obviously there's different, definitely like a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Like there's been a lot of great things over the years that have been incredible for Senior Care Connect, but there's also been low points where, you know, there's been challenges as well. And it's, it's a matter of, you know, how do you push through those? 
um, how do you adapt to the changing times? Because one thing you have to be aware of is that, you know, what you're offering today might be great, but that doesn't mean the customer or, or, or the market are going to want it next week. They may want something slightly different, right? So you're solving right. a particular problem. In our case, it's uh, making it easier, more affordable way for families to find caregivers. So this is how we're helping people to do that. But you know, two months from now, they may say, you know what, I, I, want, I want you to solve that same problem, but I like it done slightly differently. And sometimes you have to slightly shift. So you can't be so tied to what you're doing that when the marketing, the customer is telling you like, hey, you're solving a problem that I have. Sometimes you need to adjust how you're solving that problem. You can't be so tied to exactly what you're doing. So it's more, right. you know, what is your overall vision and are you passionate about that? And are you able to shift to make sure you can continue to meet your needs? I mean, Blockbuster is a great example. Blockbuster mm. didn't shift. They were like, yeah, people love coming out and like going to like return the videos yeah, and deal with late up, fees. Yeah. And I'll, I mean, I, I think I had heard that Blockbuster could have probably bought Netflix years ago. Yeah, and they I didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't shift. Like yeah. people want the content, people want to watch movies. That's their overall, like what they do. But they said, right. I'm not going to shift and how I'm meeting the need of the customers. And we see how that worked out for them. Yeah, so. I think it's very important to, to adapt to the times. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of businesses, I mean, every businesses have shift. You know, I mean, there yeah. are businesses that have been around for 300 years, you know, maybe longer. They all have social media. <laughs> you, know, you know, you don't have a choice. They, they have an Instagram page or a Twitter, you know, because you have to be able to adapt to the times. So, um, and I think that's that's one of the things you were talking about is why you have like a technology um, side of things now because that was part of you adapting to customer yeah. needs. And, and I think it's a need, and, and yeah, I think also for absolutely. scale, like if you have a like like I said, we have a very big vision for Senior Care Connect and where it will go in the future and building on that. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're looking to have something that can scale uh, beyond boundaries or borders and so forth, there needs to be a technology component. And I also think you have to look yeah. at your customer target. You know, like I said, our customer target are, you know, the adult children uh, of seniors or, or new seniors, and they can range from, you know, their 30s, 40s, 50s, sometimes their 60s, but, you know, that 30s, 40s, 50s, that's a generation now who use technology to solve their problems. They want to be able to go on their phone or go onto their laptop and, like, look up options easily and get answers. So that's how we have to offer it to them. And because I am part of that generation, I, I, kind, I partly know kind of some of the needs and I see it just from the people I work with and what, what they want. So it's, it's evolving. And I think an important piece is just making sure you have a strong support system because when you go through those challenges or if someone's like, hey, you suck, uh, your idea sucks, no one wants it. Um, you need someone to keep pushing you along because then you realize, hey, actually, what I'm offering doesn't suck. Actually, a lot of people gain value from this, and you're one person, you know, maybe out of ten, who maybe yeah, doesn't see doesn't see the vision. Yeah, and I, it's funny because I think about that too, um, because a lot of people will tell you, even recently, honestly, like I I have friends, like friends are usually supportive, and sometimes you're right, even your friends can't see the vision. But you also understand that they're doing their best to support you. Like anything they say they comes do. from a good place. Yeah, exactly. It comes from a good place. So I was talking to a friend, you know, recently, and they were saying, you need to do this with the podcast and do that. And it'd be beneficial for this and that's that. And I was like, yeah, but like, it's not what I want to do, man. That's not, that's not the vision for me. You know what I mean? So like, 
do you go through things like that where people are saying you need to do this with your uh, platform with your business and that and you're like yeah you get a, you'll get a lot of that and on one end um like us like our and our team because it's myself like i i my background like i'm a healthcare expert so i i know mm. kind of the, the expertise in that realm navigating the healthcare system working with families uh, but I'm not a computer programmer. So I have a CTO right. who does a lot of computer program. Um, we have people who we work with to help, obviously, with the other aspects that I'm not an, an expert in. Um, so, yeah, you'll always get feedback from other people, especially, you know, in the startup ecosystem in Toronto. We do different pitches. We go to different networking events. You meet with investors. And everyone kind of has their ideas. Uh, and I think it's great. Like, we're very open to feedback. Like, we want to hear anything and everything, whether it's good or bad, about what we're offering. Because then you take all of that, you put it down and say, you know, are these right? Uh, are there pieces we can take from this? There's going to be feedback right. you get where you know what, that's just not the direction we're going to go in. And that can be right. tough when it comes from someone who might be an investor or someone who, say, is maybe more successful or where you want to be. You just think, okay, well, they, they're more successful at this point, so maybe I should just listen to do whatever they say. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a bit of a challenge. You have to... Like I said, stay true to kind of your overall passion and vision of trying to solve the problem, but understand right. you might have to take a different pathway. So it's a balance between you really do need to be open to some of that feedback, but understand that everything that someone tells you is not going to be a good fit. Because if you listen to everything, you're going to be doing this today, you're going to be doing something else tomorrow, and then you're going exactly, to another thing, true. and then you're going to be all over the place. Very true. That's very true. Awesome. So um, you mentioned earlier that, uh, you know, we talked about you when you get that first check and what's what that feels like tell me about when you got when you've launched a platform it's done mm -hmm. and you get that first person to actually use it it's what, super exciting what does that feel like what did you take anything for like nostalgia purposes to, to um, identify that moment do you remember that moment do you remember who it was and all of that like you remember i definitely remember the moment with the plat the platform with the first because it's a platform there isn't necessarily anything like like tangible because it's technology mm -hmm. um but yeah just seeing it it's like hey we built something and someone like went through all the process uh step by step mm -hmm. and it works is like a great feeling we do we do like on our team we do like kind of like a happy dance jump thing so we do <laughs> so that's that's what we did um we're like yeah this is awesome it's a super exciting feeling i think from when we back to when we were do, doing things more manual and we didn't have the platform and we were just doing consulting. I think the first thing uh, in terms of ta being tangible, I think uh, we kept a copy of that like first check. It was actually like a physical mm -hmm. check. Oh, so, yeah. nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay, nice. So, so the first, first run from years ago, like kept that physical uh, check. Cause you know, you got like online deposit, you just take a picture and then, like right, right. deposit. So you right. could actually keep the physical check. Um, right. So that was okay. that was an awesome experience. It just it again, it's just uh, validating, and you gotta have you gotta you always gotta celebrate the small wins because right. when, when you're going through challenges and tweaks, and that's just the nature of business and nature of of, of the beast. You've gotta uh, remember those small wins and kind of keep pushing forward. And that's why it's so important, I think, at least for for me, anyways, to have a really supportive team. I have a incredible yeah, supportive team. Absolutely. I I fortunately have a very uh, supportive family and friend circle who kind of get the vision, who get the concept of business entrepreneurship. We're all very like-minded. So I was fortunate that I didn't have to deal too much in my own inner circle with kind of quote unquote naysayers because my inner circle get it and they're all kind of of the same mindset are all kind of each doing their own thing successfully. So I've just been just super fortunate 
to just have a really great support system of family and friends, which I think is incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So during this whole time, you, you have the, it's been several years, you launched in 2014, going through this process, the entrepreneurial thing, I'm pretty sure there were some excited, as you said, there were lows and highs, there were some exciting moments and there were some discouraging moments, which is part of the, the nature of the beast. Throughout that whole process, what do you find was the most valuable lesson you learned? Man, when you do a business, you go through the school of hard knocks, man. Everything is, a, <laughs> everything is uh, the most valuable lesson. Um, this one, there's been a few. Sorry no, no, I like. I sent you, you know, like I no, I don't think. Well, I don't. I think most of what we talked about, I don't even know if it was on the sheet. We just we, <laughs> we just doing our own thing. Like you can't. We're just, doing, like, we're just winging it now. Yeah, we're like we just threw we threw the questions out the out 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 of here. <laughs> we don't do that. We don't. We we just talk. We chat. We make it authentic. We do it genuine here. We don't do. <laughs> Remember we were talking about before, we're like, yeah, how much are you going to plan if you want this authentic? And then we just went in and we just did our own thing. And I think we it's working it, out yeah. fine. <laughs> I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, um, there's a lot of valuable lessons. I think one thing uh, that I've had to learn entrepreneurship, it's cliche, but they always say, like, if you waited until it's perfect, you launch too late. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm someone where, like, I, I do things of a certain standard and quality. Um, I don't want to say it's perfectionism, but you want a certain way. But sometimes you just have to get it out there get the feedback and adjust mm-hmm. as you go along because if you're solving a problem um you could be out there helping people but if you're waiting and tweaking and tweaking first of all somebody else is going to do it before you do and they're going to do right. it with a couple flaws and they're just going to work through it and keep going like it's very right. i for me i'm very you know i'm a planner and i i have to learn i had to learn like more about like you just got to go sometimes you got to execute you got to put yourself out there and understand yeah. sometimes it's not going to go exactly the way that you want it, you know, you build a website and there was, you know, it's a being a glitch with a sign up thing or something happens and you right. have to go back and you have to adjust it. And stuff to give you feedback. Right. Um, so I think it's very important in that perspective. I think another valuable lesson is perseverance because yeah. I feel, especially in a social media world where it's like p- people present as, Hey, I came up with that idea yesterday and now I'm a millionaire. I'm a billionaire. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You don't see, like overnight successes take like 10 years when you actually go back and yeah. listen to their stories. Yeah, it's yeah. not, they're not overnight successes. So absolutely, absolutely. you really have to be persistent. And again, I keep, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, like a strong support system to me is one of the most valuable, important things you could like ever have. If you're going to be going into this, your family, your friends, people to push you through or pull you through when you're having a difficult time you're struggling or you're frustrated because one day you're on like whoa i'm a genius this is awesome the next day you're like what am right. I doing my life and then you know you go up and down over time right. so i mean yeah it doesn't have to be perfect get it out there try to help people uh, have a strong support system um and you just you got to learn to persevere right oh great answers i think that was great um and so i got a few more questions for you just just on the on that note, so earlier you said something about, you know, we talked about you had no regrets about anything, but regarding the platform and, and just the whole process of creating this hair connect, hair connect, excuse me, is there anything that you wish I like, oh, I wish I would have done that differently? 
I don't, like I said, I don't really have any regrets. I guess, like, everyone's going to be like, hey, I wish I got everything perfect the first time and, like, everything went incredibly blew up overnight. But I'm not even sure if that's the best pathway, to be honest, because, like, one thing I've had to learn is, like, you don't really learn anything. Everything goes right. That's a fair point. <laughs> that's, that's, you make a good point. I actually, what I wanted to say earlier, based on what you said prior to this, was, you know, I've, one thing I've learned is, like, don't plan too much that you don't execute. Exactly. You know, like you yeah, gotta so like execute. A lot of people will plan it, plan it, plan it. Oh, I'm planning, I'm planning. And still like, planning. You know, sometimes you gotta <laughs> do it. Yeah. <laughs> you still planning. Now, I've, I've learned that from because there are things that I'll always say, yeah, I'm working on this, I'm working on this, I'm planning, you know, and this, that, and I have other people that are just like, man, it's a great idea. Just do it, okay? Yeah. Just figure it out. Figure know, it out as you go. Figure it out as you go. So I think that's that is definitely valuable information for people to to try not to be and I know it's hard because you want everything to be right all the time, you know. Yeah. And um, you wanna like my concern also, and I think most people are, is that when you're, you know, quote unquote a nobody and you're building a brand, you maybe don't have the wiggle room with the market that I don't know, a Coca-Cola or a Walmart or what like Walmart's website right. doesn't work, you're not gonna be like, Well, forget Walmart, I'm never using them again. Right. Like they have the you know what I mean? <laughs> They have the wiggle room and the branding that you're like, you just push through it. But like, if you're a newer brand, you you may not have as much wiggle room. So you get concerned. You're like, hey, I have to make sure everything works exactly perfect, exactly the way right, I want. Right. But that's part of the process of, you know, doing kind of like soft launching and testing and getting feedback yeah. and all of that. But like yeah. you have to, to get that, you kind of have to put yourself out there with what you got so you can get the right. feedback. And like, I'll tell you one, one quick story about, um, it wasn't for this kind of iteration. I think it was for a version of the, the website we had before um and we had like a login process at that time for for someone to sign up and um at that time we had someone sign up uh in terms of looking for a caregiver and then they were trying to get back in and we were talking with them and they're like oh i can't get back in and they're like i forgot my password um and i need to reset it it was only then i realized <laughs> that we didn't actually put a forgot password option <laughs> Uh, on the website <laughs> and it was it's literally it's something as simple as that like how do you forget to do that yeah. right yeah um and this where you know we're in the testing phases but like it was still like a soft launch and some people were using it and i was like yeah it's such a basic thing and we're like oh yeah so we went and put a forgot password because guess what people forget their password that's true and that's they need true. to be able to reset it yeah wow that's, but that's a valuable lesson to, to learn like things are going to go right and even the most simple things that you thought you would have thought of, you yeah. don't, you know, but it's, I think a lot of it comes from just the pressure and, and anxiety from even like trying to execute something that's different. You I also think like it's you're to... like you're saying, like, yeah, the pressure and anxiety, but I think for us, it was particularly around, it's good to put something out there to get feedback because when it's yours, you're too close to it. You're too yeah. close to it sometimes to get things you're kind of like well this is how it works and because you know how it's supposed to work you mm -hmm. go through and you step by step do the process say on going through the website the way it's supposed to be mm -hmm. done but then when somebody else goes through it and they click a button at the top and you're like no 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 you're not supposed to click that button you're supposed to click the other button it's like that user mm -hmm. journey you have to predict right. and and make a user journey so that you know people are going through a certain pathway and when you're right. too close to it, sometimes you can't do that because you're just doing what you think is supposed to be done until somebody else uses it differently. You're like, whoa, I didn't know people would do that. And you have to yeah. think about this. 
Yeah, I, that's definitely understandable. And that happens to everybody. It's also nice to know that, like, it just doesn't happen to you, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely not. Everybody, you know, like, I love hearing stories about when somebody, not because, you know, you hate to hear that they miss something, but just to let you know that, like, oh, it's great that you're human and I'm human because I made a big mistake too that yeah. probably was easily fixable or I could have done prior to whatever I did. Yeah. But it didn't happen. So it just yeah. it just lets you it makes you relatable. Yeah, so, happens to everybody. Um, one other question. Sorry, two more questions. <laughs> one is like about the business, and one is like a fun question I like to ask everybody because it's just you know. Okay. I just, I just this podcast is supposed to be about fun and learning and entertainment, you know. So <laughs> like it's a bit of a fun question. But the sec the first thing I wanted to go to is I saw that you were um you got you were awarded a grant I think was through. Uh, mm-hmm. New York University, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Yeah. Um, what was that process to even be considered to to apply? Because I know they're probably, you know, how these grant works. There's these applications, mm-hmm. and you gotta, yeah. you know, I'm from the nonprofit sector, so like, yeah, there's applications, a bunch of documents, a bunch of requirements, a bunch of stuff that you just don't mm-hmm. feel like doing <laughs> to, to be qualified for yeah. uh, this this fund. So like, what was the process like, and then how did it feel? I mean, I imagine it felt uh, really good, but like to know that you got it was just like. Yeah, it was. Uh, so that in particular was through. First of all, grants are great because it mm-hmm. is uh, money that you get, which is not a loan that you have to repay back. Right. And uh, it's also great because you don't have to give up equity in your company mm-hmm. in exchange right, exactly. for getting that money. So those are mm-hmm. always great. Um, the process for that in particular is that something that's great nowadays is that there's a great startup ecosystem in Toronto. And there are a lot of different uh, what are called like business accelerators, which are basically programs that people who have a startup idea or business have can go through where it might be that one in particular was for a couple of months where you meet up a couple of times a week, several hours at a time. And you go through a program where you're offered like guidance, advisors, uh, mentorships. It gives you the basics of business. And for me, like I said, my background is in social work. Uh, so I had no idea about anything related to business like at all, like whatsoever. In that program um, from a couple years ago, that was my first introduction. So I had this idea in terms of wanting to do business, but I had no clue at all how to go about business, start a business, the components of a business, but I still went and tried to do it. So it was a right, couple right. years of just like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. And then I found this whole world of a startup ecosystem because my co-founder told me about this program. And that was my first introduction in like 2017, 2018, like just a couple of years ago into what it does to be a business. So that program was, it was, I think, a four or five month long accelerator. Um, okay. And based on your performance in the accelerator, there's certain like cube, uh, like uh, milestones that you were to hit. Uh, you would mm. do, have to do different pitching at different checkpoints within the program. Um, and essentially it was a competition, to be honest. Um, and we fortunate ended up throughout the program being selected to be one of the top ventures, eventually selected to like the top three, which brought us to kind of another competition between the three of the companies. Um, we had to pitch to a group of investors and then to a, a group audience uh, to compete for that grant. Um, and then we actually, we won it and it was, it was nice. incredible. I won't get into, uh, it's actually a really great story. I'm not going to get into it now, maybe for another podcast, but we were kind of the come from behind champions in this particular competition where you know we started selectively the other companies had kind of a start and came back and we were able to win that grant money 
And to be honest, it was like, ex I was ecstatic. We were ecstatic. Like my family was able to be there. My co-founder was there. Um, and winning that, and you get that big oversized check. You know, the like mm -hmm. the, the, the novelty checks. The novelty you. checks. Are you getting one of the novelty <laughs> checks? It was like so incredible. Like, I think I almost cried. Like, it was, it was wow. such an incredible experience because like it was a lot of work yeah, put into to preparing for that. I mean, that the last, those few years when we were really kind of pitching and getting out there and networking and I was just learning about business, it was just like, oh, like not a lot of sleep, um, constantly working on pitching, constantly talking right. to people. Like, it was a lot of hard work to be able to end with with receiving that. So it was just like a really exciting experience, to be honest. Yeah. But I think that goes into what you said about the importance of perseverance. And then, yeah. you know, never giving up. You, you're showing that with where your business has come and winning that competition because you were to come back, come back behind story. I feel like that wasn't proper English, but okay. Um, All right. That's... That's incredible, you know, and just hearing your story is just, it's amazing. I love hearing it. So, um, but my final question for <laughs> you, I think it's a fun question. People like to talk about it. It, it causes some deep discussion sometimes. Sometimes yeah. it's a quick, easy answer. It doesn't, but mm -hmm. the question is, okay. would you rather be the best at something or the first at something? I'm going to go with best. Best? Yeah, I Why think best? I want to be that. Uh, because I think if you want to execute on something, you want to do it to the best of your ability. Uh, I think particularly in the entrepreneurial world, um, there's, all, there's always kind of like the first, they say the first mover advantage, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it isn't necessarily always the first mover advantage. I think it's an advantage for a period of time because when you're the first person and you haven't really done it before, chances are I'm going to put something out there and there's going to be some types of gaps of some sort that I missed out on. And somebody else is out there watching what I'm doing and notice is going to right. notice those gaps and say, Hey, I can do that better. So I've gone right. out and I've got, I'm making the mistakes. Somebody else notices the mistakes and then makes a, you know, right. a competing company. I mean, yeah, there's definitely examples of quote unquote first movers who are still, or who are definitely dominant in the market. Like the first thing that comes to mind, I think is probably like Uber. Like Uber is probably still, I would say the most dominant, but I mean, Lyft is there, but I think Uber is still the most dominant. But I mean, when I look at a lot of things, like let's say uh, Netflix, you know, is like dominant, dominant, but like in more recent times, I think they're losing some of that, that market share in Steam. I don't have the stats on it, but I mean, Prime Video is coming up strong. Mm -hmm. uh, everyone's on Disney Plus, like, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Like. Before it was just like Netflix and that's it. Right. So yeah, I'll go with I'll go with best. Best is best. where it's at. You know, I'm actually the one who says I want to be the first and the best, but you know, that's just. Me. I I was gonna say that like when you originally said it, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna play the game as if I could only choose one. Gun to my head, choose right. one. But obviously, the the answer would be first and best. But sometimes <laughs> it's it's hard. It's hard when you're the first person doing something. Because yeah. you gotta learn the mistakes as you go along. I don't have the advantage of learning from somebody else's mistakes Absolutely. if I'm the first one. But if you're the first and you're flexible and you know to shift and pivot and make the adjustments and really stay in tune with your market and their customer base, mm -hmm. then yeah, it is you could be the first and the best. This is true. Thank you so much for joining. Thank me you for on having me. Today. It was so great to have you. How can people, you know, learn more about Senior Care Connect, you have social media websites you want to give out. Yeah, we all of that. So Senior Care Connect, you can find us at seniorcareconnect.com.
that's seniorcareconnect.ca. We are on Twitter at senior, that's S-R, Care Connect, because the, there's a character limit <laughs> on Twitter. Right. So, at, at, <laughs> so I couldn't put senior, but it's at SR Care Connect. Uh, we're on Facebook at, at SR Care Connect GTA. Um, get us at 1 800 397 5130. We're a tech company, so I mean, if you want to call, cool. Uh, but definitely, probably best to hit us up on our website or email us at info at seniorcareconnect.ca. But again, all of that information is on our website at seniorcareconnect.ca. An easy to use web platform that connects families with pre-screened and private caregivers. All caregivers are pre-screened. You can save up to 40% on the cost of hiring the caregivers through our platform. Compared to agencies, we will reduce your stress, save you time and money when finding care for your aging loved ones. So check us out, we're here to help. And even if you don't need a caregiver and just have a question, definitely hit us up, we are happy to help. Amazing, amazing. Thank you, Crystal. Um, and if you guys would like to connect with us on the podcast, um, you can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Young Pros Talk. If you have any questions or comments, email us at youngprostalk at gmail.com. And please, please, please rate us on iTunes, leave a comment, and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thanks for listening. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.